Hey everybody, welcome to the After Amen podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Tanya, and we are excited to have you here for another episode. So we're just going to jump right in. We hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. (laughs) That's better than the last couple. Do you like that one? Yeah. Yeah, that one, you know, before it was like too slow and... Was that just right? Yeah. And you know, a couple weeks ago, Casey tried it. Yeah. What'd you think of his rating Um, one to 10? I would give it a negative two. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. That's a dig, Casey. I hope you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. Well, hello. Hello. Welcome back. We are so excited. Um, we're not going to waste any time because I want to have as much time as possible for the guest that we have tonight because he has got some things that I know will touch your hearts and um, we're just kind of winging it to be honest tonight. We don't have a plan. We're just going to let the Holy Spirit lead, which is a-okay with us. Right. Um, So I'm going to kick it over to you and let you introduce who we have. Well, we have a very special guest. We have TNA WWE star Chad Gunner Lale. AKA Jackson Riker. <laughs> Welcome Co- to the After Amen podcast. Co host of Wrestling for the Faith. Yes. Yes. He wears That's many it. Hats. Thank you. No, I do. I got many, many aliases. <laughs> I was going to introduce myself as Casey Cage a minute ago. I was like, ah. <laughs> I already got told by, by Josh I got a big head. So, I mean, well, you know. <laughs> but no, man, thank y'all for having me on. I'm, we finally got it pinned down. My schedule, our schedule has been clashing. And uh, what, a, what a blessing and honor. It's cool to get on your podcast. And I listened to you guys on Wrestling for the Faith and how it all just kind of lined up and fell into place. And Josh, you were scared to uh, reach out to us and all this. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. But anyway, it's cool, man. How, you're right. It, how God's brought us together and brought our yeah. families together. And uh, it's right. just incredible. I love it. I love it. So yeah. thank you guys. He's a part of our kingdom family. Yes, he is. He, he is. He is, yeah, he's, it's, uh, yeah, we got to get little Ava around sometimes. Yes. I know. I'm so she, excited yeah. to meet her. She's wide open. I took her to see Zach Williams a few weeks ago, and she, uh, you know, I had last concert she'd been to was when she was, as a matter of fact, the memory popped up on my page. I think the, the day after I had taken her to see Zach, and we had taken her to see, um, Hillsong in Florida when we lived down there. She was oh, like wow. two or something. Yeah. And, uh, so the other night she was, she was jamming out. About nine o'clock, though, she looked at me and said, Daddy, when are we going to leave? I said, Baby, we ain't leaving until the show's over. <laughs> Sometimes we'll just buckle up. But by the end of it, we did communion with Zach Williams and all this stuff. And it just, uh, she was into it, had a blast. So it's cool to, uh, I don't know, see how God uses that little girl, man. You know, I keep her in church when <clears throat> she's with me and she's always asking questions about the Bible. So my parents, he, the Lord's going to do something with that little child. So oh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> she gets around everybody else. How uh, there's yeah. you guys are going to pour into her also. And it's just that's the kind of atmosphere I want my child around. You know, yeah. years ago, and uh, if I go on a rant here, guys, just reel me back in. But oh, you're uh, good, bud. Two, 2017, 18, when we moved to Florida for WWE, I'm living a whole different lifestyle. 
I'm drinking, I'm partying. You know, at that age, she's just kind of wobbling around or whatever. But there's a few nights there where I would just look over and I remember being, you know, intoxicated and just looking at my, I'm going to start crying, Tanya. Sorry. Yeah, hey, <laughs> but you're I good. Start looking at my little, yeah, I start looking at my little girl and it's like the Lord used her to say, is this what you want your baby girl to see? Mm-hmm. And I look at that now and I think about that and I'm like, no, it's not. You know, it's she. Yeah. She's got to have a father that she can look at and go, daddy loves Jesus. You know, not daddy's slamming booze and that's what I want to do. No, daddy's at church raising his hands and um, mm-hmm. he's used that little girl to to transform my life. So I'm, I'm thankful. That's awesome. So, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll definitely use our kids to, to straighten us up. Yeah, bro, for right. sure. And teach us, teach us patience. Yes. And basically, <laughs> the fruit of the spirit in a heartbeat. I mean, yeah, absolutely, are, absolutely. Yeah, man. It's it's you know, I'm lucky enough to say I had a father and a mother that poured into me. You know, I, my dad wasn't really in my life until right around ten years old, and then I moved in with him. But I always had a relationship with both of my parents, and I'm thankful because dad, mom always had me in like little Bible camps and stuff like that. Always prayed for me. Every night, dad had me in church. And, you know, even there's nights I didn't want to go, but I'm thankful that that seed was planted because mm-hmm. throughout my life, you know, the spirit was in me and he was leading me back home. So uh, I just want to pour into her, man. <clears throat> well, since you kind of started there, let's let's just kind of start early and just start <laughs> telling us about your road to Christ and your road to wrestling like tell us how that looked yeah well for me my road well road to wrestling started when i was five that's what i wanted to do grew up watching hogan macho you know all <laughs> these guys we can all sit here and you know me you and casey josh we're all, we got that in common but we oh we yeah love that old stuff man that's right but as a boy i remember and my mom would tell this story i'm, I'm looking at it Mom, I'm tugging on her shirt. She always says, I'm going to be uh, Hulk Hogan. And she'd be like, oh, cool, baby. You know, a little boy, whatever. Just kids just <laughs> churching around here. But, man, it just embedded in my brain. I was captivated by it. <clears throat> um, so at five years old, that's what I knew in my heart. I want to be a pro wrestler. And uh, so for the church, you know, Christian stuff, you know, Jesus and all that, it was really um, – didn't really – Mom, we'd go to church occasionally, but – it was more like she'd send me to Bible school during the summer, or little camps and stuff like that. But I think the, you know, her single mom and, you know, my father wasn't really in the picture, but <clears throat> my brother's dad was in the picture for a while, but he was a drunk, abusive man. And I remember early age, obviously my brother's younger than me, <clears throat> but at, I don't know, six or seven hearing my mom getting beat in the next room or screaming or all this stuff. And at that age, you're like, you know what's going on, but you can't do anything. Yeah. I couldn't run in there and, and you know, <clears throat> give this guy the leg drop or anything. But, I could, <laughs> you know, I could, um, I just, I, was, I felt helpless, you know, but I remember it didn't matter what she was going through. And <clears throat> I've shared this many times that uh, whether it's working three jobs, uh, you know, getting screamed at in the next room or whatever was going on in her life. She would always tuck me in at night, always remind me who Jesus was. And it was like, that really always stood out to me. And it still does because 
it reminds me when I'm going through my hard times that <clears throat> my mom could share Christ through physical abuse, mental abuse, yeah. you know, um, poverty, all the things we went through as my childhood. But she always she was planting a seed in me. And I realized that moving forward in my in my adult life that that uh, mom was a, a strong woman. And she reminded me of my grandmother. So I can fast forward a little bit when I moved with my dad when I was around 11 <clears throat> and I started really going to church more. We went to a family church in North Carolina that was built in the 50s by my grandfather, my uncles, literally by hand. I mean, all these you know, men built this church and they all came down from the mountains of North Carolina, would do revivals there. Uh, and that's where my grandmother and grandmother and grandfather met. So grandma, Granny Lale, she would uh, she would be sitting in the, the back, you know, back pew back there. And that's where we'd sit with her most of the time. Little Church of God, probably 80 to 100 members, just filled with the spirit. And I mean, even I can real quick where as a 15, 16, 17 year old boy seeing like older women and men walk in on canes and stuff. But. I mean, you guys have been around it where they're they're yeah. running, they're yeah. running, they're filled with the spirit, and I'm thinking, what is going on right now? <laughs> but I knew something was different because the atmosphere in the room is thick, yeah. right? And I was like, this isn't fabricated; like something's flowing here and moving here, and it's amazing to think. And I remember Grandma. So <clears throat> another seed planted for me was, you know, she lost uh, my grandfather in the '70s, so I never met him. I actually have a cassette tape of his last sermon he preached that he had throat cancer. So you barely understand him, wow. but you could wow. tell it was just like, it was, I mean, it was, it was from the heart. So she would always just the whole sermon. And to some people, this would be annoying, but to me, it was like, it was sweet. You know, she would just be whispering, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Jesus. A woman who had been through death, a woman who had had sons and daughters run, prodigal sons and daughters run, um, man, she'd experienced so much. Just thank you, Jesus. And that's that's another <laughs> that's another thing that just pierced my heart as a boy. And at 17 years old, um, you know, all of that stuff throughout the years, that seed being planted and getting an altar call when I was 17 years old to give my life to Christ. Um, I remember it felt like cinder box was around my feet. Like, <clears throat> you know, that lump in your throat, that knocking on your heart, or the cinder box on your feet where Satan's like, nah, man, stay right here in pity. We, you know, I got better things for you. Mm-hmm. But I took that step and I gave my life to Christ in the, the church that I was raised in. And, uh, you know, just kind of, it just changed everything for me because it, it helped me through my 20s and 30s when I was living my prodigal son life. You know, that knocking and and the Holy Spirit was still in me. He was still guiding me and letting me know that, you know, I got better things for you. And, um, and, and, you know, I'd wake up the next morning from a drunken, stupid night, something crazy, and just always feel just so condemning on myself. Like, man, what are you doing, dude? You, you, You got, there's so much more to life than this right here. And it was because those seeds that had been planted in my life and, and the word that I had been, you know, preached to was Bible when I was a kid. It was the Bible. It wasn't sugar-coated. It wasn't fabricated. It was, you know, here's the the ultimate answer. And you're going to chase things to fill a void in your life. You're going to try things that you think are going to make you happy and give you peace and comfort. But in reality, only Jesus Christ is going to give that to you. I I hate to say it took me so long to figure it out, but thank God I figured it out, you know? Yeah. And um, like I told you guys, I think that... The Lord used my daughter 
to transform my life. She's born in 2016. I'm still living, you know, a stupid world, stupid life. You know, it's not like I was drunk every single night, but I would have parties and stuff. And, um, man, he really used her. Just it was like he, my attention started focusing on that little girl going, man, you got to be daddy of this, you this child. Because if yeah. not, John 10, 10, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And he's going to steal your child and he's going to destroy your child. And Chad, if he can derail you, that he's got your baby girl. Because mm. if I can take you away from the word and from God, you know, then she's going to be an easy catch. And that's what's helped me get through guys through this past, you know, year. We've, we'll probably talk about, I mean, last year, remnant youth retreat, the first one, kids' lives changing. I'm just filled with this like joy coming home. And I get home from literally the last night of the youth retreat. I step into my door, tell everybody hello, my, my wife at the time, my daughter. And it just felt felt weird. I was like, man, there's something, something deep in here. And I laid down that night, and um, Stacy was in another room. And I was just laying there, and I was like, I, I got to go talk to her. And I walked in, and basically she dropped the ball. Like, I want a divorce. I don't love you anymore. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know? And, and I'm not throwing her under the bus. She's a wonderful woman. Uh, there is a spiritual attack and a battle still going on, I believe, in, in, in her heart. But yeah. – um, how would have I got? How would I have gotten through that year? This past year of just, you know, for me, pure hell. Mm. Moving into an apartment, you know, um, the silence, you know, not having my baby girl running around every single night. Yeah. Um, there was nights where I almost went back to the bottle. I think I've mentioned it maybe to Josh before. I know Casey driving past the store, and Satan's like, "Man, just go in and get you a six pack, man. You just drink it away, go to sleep, you'll be all right." I thank God so much that I didn't, you know, and yeah. just depression and anxiety, things I've never faced before. Um, but I can sit here and say that I think because of those, you know, seeds planted years ago, understanding what pure joy is, but also things I went through over the past year, meeting Casey, going through man camp and the Lord preparing me for a wilderness season of silence. And okay. um, it's been a season of growth and I can't, I can sit here um, and say that it was not easy by no means, not easy, but it's crazy to see how the Lord's using it now for me to minister to other men and other married couples. Cause that, it's, it's, it's huge out there. I mean, there's so many divorces going on because people, yeah. it's so easy just to give up. So easy to give up and say, I quit instead of going, no, we made, we made a covenant. There's a difference, guys. If, if you're being physically beaten and all this stuff, that's completely understandable. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you're just having some communication issues, look, Satan's going to use that to kind of creep his way in, have mm -hmm. somebody else come in and start wooing you or whatever it may be. And he's going to start breaking that family up because, yeah. you know, family is, is key uh, for the kingdom, if you ask me. But <clears throat> it's, uh, but you can't, once again, God used Ava Grace, my daughter to speak to my heart because there was a time about two months ago where I was in a deep depression. I, I, man, I was wallowing in my own pity. Didn't want to talk to anybody. Just hated it. I go outside on a sunny day and everything just seemed dim. Like I had scales over my eyes and mm. I just prayed. And I and even when I didn't want to pray, I just prayed. Even if it was just saying, Jesus, 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 just whispering that name. Yeah. And one morning I woke up and I felt like the sun was brighter. 
And I started to feel a little bit of peace in my heart. And it just started to multiply, multiply, multiply. It's like the Lord spoke to me and said, you have to lead Ava. And he started to speak and say, because if you don't, once again, we touched on a minute ago, Satan's going to just rip her right out from under you. And we know how the world is right now. He's having a field day. Yeah. And it just opened my eyes up to different things. And it's like, Paul, those scales fell off. I started to see things more clear. And since then, there's been a joy and a peace and just just comfort from Jesus Christ. It is just, you can't even explain it. Paul speaks about it in, in the book of Ephesians 3. It's, it's unexplainable. Mm-hmm. But if you can just get somebody to kind of listen to you and understand the gospel and understand Jesus, they can start to feel that. And man, it's... Uh, it's been a whirlwind, but it's been amazing. So, <laughs> so yeah, there, I, I know, yeah, you know, I, I, I text you a few times and I could tell just from a text message that, that you're in a rough place. And I just prayed that much harder. You know, we, we got, we got yeah. your name and Ava's name, Stacy's name. name. They're all y'all yeah. are on our prayer board, you know, and that, everybody so walks by there and, and prays. And man, I, 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 and I could tell, when you started coming out of it, mm-hmm. yeah, just, just through a text message, I, I could tell. Yep. You know, I'm like, sure. you know, I, she'd ask me, you know, if I'd talk to you, and I'm like, yeah, you know, he's he's struggling a little bit right now, you know. And then a week later, you know, she'd be like, I'm like, he's a little better, he's a little better, <laughs> you know? and and Praise and you just slowly come out of it, you know. You had your ups yeah. and downs, but you you stayed the course. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. That's the thing is. um, what I've learned is we, you know, I talk to folks all the time. I'm like, look, you're, it's being a, being a Christian. Jesus didn't say, uh, you know, come to me all who have it together. Come <laughs> to me all who, who, yeah. who yeah. Uh, want joy forever and no trials and no troubles. No, says, come to me all who are weary and heavy burden. I'll give you rest. Yeah. But also we got to think that, I mean, uh, we look through the Bible. And there's so many wilderness seasons. There's so many, um, James speaks about considering it pure joy when you go through trials of many kinds. And we're going to go through these situations mm-hmm. because uh, that's just life. But how do we handle it? You know, do we, and I was listening to a sermon the other day about um, uh, first or second Kings there and Elijah was in that hiding place running. And he was, you know, the Lord wasn't in the chaos and then the, the fire and all this, but that Lord was in that still small yeah. still wind, small. that whisper. And and mm-hmm. I, it's, that's when you start to really understand his peace. And, it, you know, some days it, you don't want to hear it. Some days you are going to have bad days. And I tell people this all the time, but just embrace it and, and take it day by day. And that's what I had to do through this, uh, you know, well over a year of, just a wilderness season, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was moments where <laughs> I didn't even like text people back. I just, I, man, I, guys, it was, it was crazy, but we go through those seasons. And that's, that's right. What's yeah, amazing man. is brothers and sisters in Christ are there to pray for us. And we don't know it at times. Like my mom, she'll tell me, you know, years ago when I was in the Marine Corps living and running and, and war and all this other stuff, she was praying for me like crazy. You know what I mean? So we don't know what's going on. The Lord does. Yeah, it makes me think when you say that there's a verse that if a verse can haunt you, this one has haunted me. (laughs) It's followed me everywhere. I have seen it everywhere. I'd never even heard. Well, I guess I had heard the verse before, but because I've read through the Bible a couple of times, but it's just kind of one of those verses that I've never really 
it's not a verse that's quoted often, but it's um, Isaiah 43, 2. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. And I just, you know, I've had some nothing like what you've gone through, but I've had some struggles lately with um, just uh, s- some different situations in, in um, my own life. And they seem very trivial. And, and I, you know, I'm not going to go into detail just because of who some people that are involved, but um, it, I got, I can remember being at a point where I was just like, Lord, I literally feel like I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. No. And I don't even remember where I initially heard this verse or where it jumped out at me for the first time, but it was like, once I saw it, I could not unsee it everywhere. I look, I even walked into a marriage conference back in February and I go into the restroom and I walk into the stall of the restroom and on the back wall is Isaiah 43 too. And I'm like, are you kidding me, Lord? Random. <laughs> I can't even go to the restroom. <laughs> but, um, but I think he's done that intentionally because I am a little bit hardheaded. Mm-hmm. So it's, <laughs> and you laughed Josh. a little too quickly. <laughs> I saw it. He's giggling. Oh, yeah. Throat. Yeah. Giggling you off. saw that, right? <laughs> Yeah, he laughed a little too quickly at that, but <laughs> I admit it. And Casey says amen. Oh, Casey. <laughs> Man, Casey. We'll get there in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but I am I'm a little hard headed and I'm um it, I never do things the easy way. I never just the no. Lord says, Hey, do this, and I say, Okay, you know, yeah. it's I've always got to make it difficult. And so that's kind of where I've been lately. And actually, it's probably been the last, if I'm honest, probably the last year. Mm -hmm. I've kind of been walking through that. Um, But I have been so encouraged that you have stayed the course. Because (laughs) to most people, it's like, well, of course he stayed the course. He's a Christian, but that doesn't always make it easy. Staying the no, course right. as a as a Christ follower is not easy. No. I mean, there's plenty of temptations out there that to go back to the old way of living or even do worse, you know. So much. Try to yeah. do to try to get some what we as or what the world thinks of as instant comfort. Yeah. You know, yeah, but it's not it's not instant comfort. I'll tell you a little a little dream, um, well, not a little dream. One that after man camp of of twenty twenty two is that when did yeah that um, probably three weeks after man camp. Uh, and I don't have many spiritual dreams. This is one that woke me up from my sleep where I was like hyperventilating and sweating, and I instantly had to go to my prayer closet and pray it away in the spirit. And I remember in this dream, I'm being um, basically everything's black. I mean, complete black, couldn't see anything. I'm being, there's a demon that's screaming in my ear and laughing and trying to suffocate me. And all I can do is like claw at my face to try and breathe. And in that dream, I remember, I guess I kind of uh, turn a little bit and there's one 
like a, a light that I focused on. And I remember in that dream um, afterwards, the demon keeps screaming. And all I can do is just look at this light when I woke up. And I remember in prayers, <clears throat> the Lord reminded me that during this season, you need to focus on that light and that light being Jesus, that light being the cross mm-hmm. and my savior. So all through this season of this year of divorce and depression, and blah, 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 I've had to remind myself because there's literally been times I felt like that was a prophetic dream of my future of times where at the time I worked at a car dealership, I'd have to walk outside because I felt like I was suffocating from anxiety and I'd have to go to the top of the lot and just turn my back to where, you know, thank God we were pretty big a lot and nobody could see me. I'm just bawling and I'm just like, God help me. Like, I can't do this. I can't breathe. I literally felt like I was suffocating to death. Hmm. And, um, but he reminded me, focus on my son, focus on your savior, focus on that peace. And uh, he, he gave me a verse too that haunts me. So you talk about that, your, your Isaiah verse. It was, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I posted it not too long ago, um, the night I was released from WWE, November 18th, 2021. I get the call, it's like 9.30 in my office. And uh, <laughs> instantly you hang up the phone and your mind goes, man, Yes, I'm getting paid for another 90 days, but what's next? How am I going to provide for my daughter and my wife at the time, a house, cars, all this stuff? Yeah, We didn't live big and fancy, but it's like, okay, what do I do? And I remember opening my Bible that night and it was, it was Philippians four, six and seven. So it's like, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, Thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And this is what verse seven really hit. It still does. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a verse that just like you, uh, there was moments where I would, whether it be a sermon I listened to or scripture or a sign, it would be that verse over and over <laughs> and over again. And that's one I've leaned on always is just that peace of God. Jesus speaks about it in John 15. My peace I give you. You know, not a peace that not peace that the world gives you, because if the world's given us something, it can be taken away. You know what I mean? But Jesus gives us this peace and it can't be taken away. Nobody can take that peace from us unless we allow it to happen. So it really that's when it spoke to my heart through those days where I thought I couldn't breathe. Uh, Man, anxiety was heavy. My mom worried about me. My dad worried about me. But I got that haunting verse, too. And that's when I. That I sit on. <laughs> That's good. Thank you for sharing that, though. It's it yeah. just goes to show that that word of God stored in our heart. Mm-hmm. You know, for those listening, that's why it's important for us to know this word. I mean, you look at Jesus in the wilderness season. He, Satan, tried to come at him and hey, do this, do this, do this. But Jesus would fight it off with the word. Mm-hmm. You know, the word's powerful, and it's why we have to store it in our heart. Because Casey and I spoke about it a few weeks ago. Of, moments where we're reading and we're like, man, we're not getting anything. But then we start to minister to somebody or we preach at a church and it's like, (laughs) it just starts spewing out. And then somebody comes up that needs to hear it and they let you know. And you're like, I see what you're doing there, God. Through my season and of agony and not knowing what to pray and going through a divorce, you've been building me to minister to families and others. And it's, it's crazy to think how he can use these broken vessels these fragile mm-hmm. jars of clay, as the word says, to, <laughs> to yes. um, share the gospel, share his love. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, I, I want to 
revisit your your dream you said you had there and yeah. i just feel like somebody out there needs to hear that it don't matter how dark the darkness is that little bit of light overcomes the darkest oh, yeah. of dark yeah yeah absolutely it sure does it sure does. you gotta look at you know when the divorce happened i had so many folks my mom everybody you know, don't give up on God. And that's the last thing that was on my mind. The thing that was on my mind was, well, here we are. What do I do in this season? Lord, all I have is you. So guide me. And I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Um, but he did. And, and just like Job in the, in the book, I, I focused on Job. I was like, there's a man that lost everything. You know, there's people out there who lose their children whether it be death or whatever, there's people that lose their spouse from death or something like that. You know, Stacy's not dead. Thank the Lord. You know what I mean? We communicate yeah. well, we still get along. I'm thankful for that. But, you know, I was reminded by many people and, and, and maybe that was the way that the Lord was reminding me, Hey, don't give up on me because I've tried life without God, you know, and it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. It's misery, you know, more misery than I can even imagine what I went through. So he was my rock for sure. There are some nights that I didn't want to. I didn't want to lean on that rock. But once again, we have a savior that intercedes on our behalf, right? And, yes. And I always knew that. Even there was some nights where I would literally just open up my Bible and I'd just stare and I'd just close it. I'd go lay down, and the only thing I could say when I lay down was like, "Lord, I don't know what to say," and then I'd just go to sleep, you know. But G Jesus understands, man. <laughs> so. There you go. <clears throat> um, I just kind of wanted to speak to what Josh said about, you know, the light and being in the darkness and, and doesn't matter how small that light is. It, you know, it brightens up the darkness. The first thing that came to my mind is John 16, 33, where he says, you know, that in me, you will have, peace and in this world you're going to have tribulation and a lot of people stop right there well the lord says that this world's gonna be hard and this world's yeah. gonna have trouble and and what yes it does but they leave out that last part he literally literally says but be of good cheer for yeah. i have overcome the world mm -hmm. and i just want to encourage maybe someone listening that you feel like the walls are caving in, you're drowning, you can't breathe, you're suffocating, whatever that feeling is, um, be of good cheer because yep. he's overcome the world and, and, and it's only in him that we're going to access that peace. You know, you, you talked about it a minute ago when you said that slowly but surely you went outside every day and it got a little brighter and a little brighter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people that moment of clarity or that moment of peace comes like right away. Right. But for some people, it's a gradual thing. Mm -hmm. So just because you're not experiencing an immediate peace, I was listening to um, testimonies with Terry. I love Terry. Oh, he's the man, right? I know, uh, I know. Blessing. And I was I was listening to one of his episodes a couple weeks. I was listening to it yesterday and today. Um, 
but it was an episode for a, a couple of weeks back of a couple who had lost their child mm-hmm. and he was like three and a half months old and they got a call from or actually the police came to their workplace and let them know that their son had passed away and initially it's a crazy story if you haven't ever checked out testimonies with terry definitely do it but this situation it was a crazy situation they had the name the wrong name of the child they had they told him initially that it was their oldest child who was about two and a half and when in in reality it was their baby he was three and a half uh, months old and I just remember this one specific point at the end of the of the conversation between Terry and this couple and her experience was different than yours. Yours was a gradual experience like every day you went out and it was a little bit brighter, a little bit brighter. Her moment of peace came the moment that she was able to hold him in her arms. And the moment it was, I think it was like three or four days after he passed that the, that they finally closed out the investigation and, and allow enough to a point where she could actually hold him. And she said, I just went in that room and I, I scooped him up and I was able to hold him. And the moment that I held him, I had this unexplainable peace. And I knew everything was going to be all right. And she was not following Christ like wholeheartedly. You know, she had had some religious background, but she was not living for the Lord. And so, you know, she didn't have that, um, that comfort that we as Christ followers have, but at that moment, God gave her that peace and then they it took them like days to try to find somewhere to have the funeral um churches would tell them no you can't have it here because you're not a member or you know we we just can't do it here or what whatever the reason was well they ended up calling the church that they go to which is where terry goes Mm-hmm. And they were like, they had events planned that weekend. And he was like, no, we will reschedule. We will do what we have to do, move things around to make sure that we can do this for you. And they invited him in. And and she even said that when she walked into the church and they had the service, she knew, like, not only was she at peace with her son passing, which, you know, in our minds that doesn't even sound like that sentence should go together yeah no then she also was at peace knowing that that was where her home church would be like she knew that's where god wanted her she got plugged in you know her and her husband you know have been there for i think it's like three or four years now but for everyone there you know your experience may be different you may have that sudden clarity and moment of peace but then it may be that it takes you a while and it may be because you're hard-headed like me (laughs) me too (laughs) just just ask casey (laughs) i I know casey gets tired of me (laughs) i know he gets tired of me but he loves me 
But I know he, he gets tired. <laughs> I know he gets tired telling me the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I just told you this. <laughs> right. Uh, he reads her mail every time. Every time. Him. Every time yeah. I go up there, Chad. Every time I never go up there that he doesn't <laughs> read my mail and I end up a blubbering mess when he does. He's it. like an interrogator <laughs> for the Lord. I'm like, Dude, yes. what's he really like is. he but will here's, like, through my seat. Go ahead. Here's <laughs> the surprise. Jonna did it this time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he's rubbing off on her. <laughs> yeah. So like through my season, I mean, there was more, we, we, our communication lacked because of, you know, my stubbornness. And then, you know, he was going through some stuff too. And, and so our communication wasn't as strong as it was and should be always. But um, <laughs> there would be moments where he would, he would, he would just ask me the serious questions of like, well, are you doing this, this, this? I'm thinking, man, I ain't what I want to hear right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. dude, I just need prayer. All right. Don't yeah. come at me just... with your intellectual, intelligent, interrogating Jesus mind, you know? <laughs> but he, no, but he does it. And he, he is because he's truly led by the spirit. And I'm yeah. so thankful for the relationship with that dude, man. Uh, Cause there's moments I needed to hear that stuff. And I would sit back and I, cause he, he sent me one, one time of a book and I, I picked the book up. And it was um, it was about pride, and I wasn't thinking about it when he sent it to me. And I'm thinking I don't have any pride issues right now, but I did. I did have pride <laughs> issues going through the divorce. There was pride in me that was not allowing me, because I'm a tough man, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to let go of bitterness and anger and and um, frustration to forgive. There was pride there, and I had to sit yeah. back and go over the over a few days. I went. Maybe there is some pride there. Mm-hmm. And maybe I need to let stop harboring this bitterness that it talks about in Hebrews. Because what it does is hinder you of feeling that peace of Jesus Christ. And and I've seen that. Mm-hmm. And I can sit here on this uh, interview we're doing and thank the Lord. I can say, I'm not harboring any bitterness, bitterness anymore. There's some times where it'll try to creep back into my mind. But I will quickly cast it out very quickly cast out. I'm not harboring any anger anymore. I yeah. don't understand why the divorce happened. I don't understand why she made the decision. Um, we all have flaws that we can work on, but all I have to go, all I have to do in rumors, that's God's child. She is, she is a child of God. I know her heart. That's the Lord's work. I can't change her. All I can do is control myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's funny because he sent me that. And I'm like, man, I did have some pride. <laughs> and, uh, so he, he checked me. I don't know if I've ever told him that story. So when he listens, he's gonna be like, ah, "Yeah, I told you." <laughs> I'm waiting on him to read Josh's mail. I think it's only fair that I get a break. <laughs> he will. Don't worry. <laughs> I keep my mail in the envelope. Um, but I don't want to. I don't. Keep on saying I don't want to pass over that that story to that child though, really, because while you were telling me that, I was thinking of Romans eight twenty eight twenty eight. God causes all things to work together for the good of those. We trust him, O Lord, and love him according to his will. And yeah, so you guys look at each other. That's hard for us to comprehend at times. But there well, is a process where she picked up that baby. And maybe her her mind and her heart was open. God didn't, I'm a firm believer, God did not cause that child to die because we right. know the evil came into the world through Adam and Eve sinning. That, but because quick people are quickly, quick, we're quick people to go, God, why would you do that? God, why did you uh, cause this divorce? No, 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 no. Instead of doing that, can't we go like I did? Believe it or not, when that happened last year, last August, I went, oh, okay, God, what 
can I learn from this? What are you teaching yeah. me? Yeah. And he started to show me things of, well, there was moments where you didn't love your wife because Christ loved the church. Now, I never screamed at my wife, cussed her, beat her, any of that stuff. But communication and listening and right. um, just being there as a companion. And I stopped dating my wife. And he reminded me of these things. I'm like, oh, this hurts. This sucks. But I get it. <laughs> you know. So she used that moment and that death of that baby. Um, she allowed the Lord to use that for good. And now look at him. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and we looked at each other because that's the exact verse that at the end of the podcast that Terry said, yeah. he said, I'm reminded. And he said, there I've been go. used. He said, this verse has been coming to my mind the last several podcasts. And he said, it's crazy that it's doing it again. But, and then he, he brought up that exact verse and, yeah. and, you know, the reality is that, you know, we go through things and we see two steps in front of us, sure. but God sees hmm. our entire future. Yeah. You know, he, he is not working on limited knowledge like we are. Right. And, you know, that is where I have the most trouble. Me personally is trying to take my hands off of things and let him handle them. I'm a, um, slight bit of a control freak <laughs> josh stop making faces bro <laughs> um but even more than a control freak i'm a planner and i like to have a plan i like to know what's you know what's coming my way and um the lord is really you know i'll, I'll give a this seems like a trivial example but when we first started this podcast I would come into the podcast with five to seven pages of notes. We would have a topic. I'd have five yeah. to seven pages of notes and I would send them to them. So they would know kind of where I was going with my part of it. And they're like, are you kidding me? This is for one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the season. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, um, and now, I ha I can't tell you the last time I wrote notes for a podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't no. know. I mean, but and that seems trivial, but that is one way that the Lord's really um showing me and I'm hard-headed like I said, so he has to show yeah. me in different ways that see I told you if you would just let me lead and you follow me, I'll take care of the rest. Um <laughs> You know, and, and there's, you know, other areas of my life that I could probably give you examples of, but, but those are just small things that I'm getting finally through my thick skull that if I'll just get my hands off of it. And the funny thing is, <laughs> so Connor and I had a conversation a few weeks ago, he was facing something he just really didn't want to face and he was struggling emotionally with it. And, um, he was trying to control his emotions and, and this was completely God because I, I didn't say this, but we were on our way somewhere and we were in the car 
And I just remember looking at him and saying, and I literally felt like I was standing outside my body listening to myself say it, but I looked at him and I said, son, I said, what you have to realize is God can't do anything with that situation until you take your hands off of it and let him take care of it. And I'm like, did I just say that? (laughs) I think I said that for me, not you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then he turned around and was able to use that to help someone else later on. But, Mm -hmm. um, but it's so true. You know, as long as we're driving the boat, he can't steer us where we need to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Francis, I listened to a Francis Chan sermon one time and he talked about God being the spare, like spare tire in people's lives. He goes, we look at it two different ways. Like we're driving the car. God's either in the trunk as a spare tire. We pull him out when we need him or whatnot. Or he's our, as some people say, God's our, uh, our co- uh, God's my co-pilot. co-pilot. No, God should be your pilot. Yes. Right. And he said, you need to get out of the driver's seat and let Jesus steer the wheel. Just like yeah. you're talking about there. And it's so hard for us to comprehend that sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, you know, when we learn that, we learn to just step back and go, all right, Lord, take control. For me, it was, um, it was back in second week of April, man, I just got to the point where I hated selling cars. It was not a business for me. Um, I worked with some good folks, but every day I went in there, I, it was adding to the depression. I'm, I'm just, it wasn't for me. I knew that, man, this is not right. And I just got home one day and um, I felt like I had that, that Casey cage, uh, vision like he did at man camp of where you feel like it's crazy but it's like the lord gives you peace of just walk away so i called my gm and, and i explained my situation man i'm going through some things i just feel like right now i just need some time he was very respectful and understanding he said the door's always open so i wake up the next morning i'm like lord i'm jobless okay i'm you know went from making x amount of money in wwe to now i'm making zero dollars um what do I do here? You know, and, uh, and but I felt the peace of God because I allowed him to take the wheel and steer the boat. And I realized he's my provider. He gave me that peace of walking away from that job. It's not like I acted against his will. I didn't feel like I did that. And lo and behold, the, the law enforcement opportunity started to open up. Wow. So I, I, I stepped back and just let God drive the boat, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and, uh, once again, Casey and I spoke about it a few weeks ago where Jesus is asleep in the boat. But once before, he said, let's go to the other side. He already told him we're going to the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when a storm started to hit, us humans freaking out, are you not going to save me? Are you not going to do this? And Jesus is over there chilling, taking a nap, you know? And when he wakes up, he's like, peace, be still. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. so that's how we, it's so hard. I mean, once again, I'm, preaching to the choir because there's some days where I, I don't I don't process it like that. But I'm yeah. thankful that we serve a God that is patient, gentle, and lowly and comforting because yeah. he he reminds me, man, just let me take the wheel. Man, because I've never, you know, guys like Sarah say he's never done me wrong. I talked to my aunt the other day who's always just poured into me, always been the one, even in my twenties and thirties. Chad, you know Jesus loves you because she knew I was living like an idiot. You know, <laughs> but she wouldn't condemn me. She just reminded mm-hmm. me, don't forget where you come from. Don't yeah. forget we're praying for you. And she still does that when I talk to her. But um, 
God, what was I saying? I lost track of everything there. She, she just reminded me that, that I had to continue to trust God, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, that really is how we got to live our life. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. But I'm thankful that I got people in my life that remind me of that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so you are hanging up the boots. Hanging them up, buddy. Throwing them over the power line. No, we picked up the shoes over the power line. <laughs> but I was a boy. I remember seeing them things. Like, what do they do that for? <laughs> yeah. I am, man. I am. I um, got three or four shows left. Lord willing, that um, three in June, June 3rd in Milner, Georgia, June 17th in Mooresville, North Carolina, June 24th in Wadesboro, North Carolina, which is, I don't know, hour and a half from me. I live in Mooresville. And then uh, August 27th in Salisbury, North Carolina, where uh, we're trying to work on myself versus Casey Cage. We're finalizing that. Probably by the time this one lands, it will probably be finalized. And um, awesome. it's just time, guys. You know, I've had a 23-year, in August it'll be 23 years, blessed career. Um, yeah, I've made a living off of it. I've been a part of WrestleMania, traveled the world, held championships, um, worked for – with guys and four guys that I grew up watching, been in the ring with them. And, um, you know, I always said that when I didn't really enjoy it like I used to, it was a 19, 20-year-old kid chasing the dream, that I'd walk away. And why would you not, at 40 years old, when your body is pretty good for the most part, I got some little nagging injuries, not just put away the, the pride and say, it's time to hang it up. It's time to pursue a new career. Uh, I've always been one to chase adventure when I, <laughs> I decided to get into uh, law enforcement. For those listening, I, I'm, I'm you know pursuing the sheriff's department job and going through training at the time. My mom goes, golly, you're, you're killing me. You you <laughs> go into the Marine Corps during wartime, 9-11 happens, a year later you're in boot camp. You become a pro wrestler, and now you want to go into law enforcement. <laughs> but her faith is big, and she goes, you know, I trust God, baby Chad. She goes, it's I'm not like I used to be. Um, she always laughs at me. So, yeah, I am. And, and um, it's been a fun career. I don't have any regrets at all. And I think it's a perfect time for me to just at 40, healthy, pursue other things, enjoy my child. That's yeah. right. There you go. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yep. It's been fun, man. Well, boy, this has been a good podcast. Mm-hmm. We uh we appreciate you coming on and sharing with 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 everyone. So we appreciate it. And uh, you mind closing out close out in prayer, boy? No, man, I'd love to. I, I first of all, I want to thank y'all. I want to thank y'all for your friendship, for your prayers throughout this whole season. Um, having me on, we finally got it, you know, buckled down, and just uh, for sharing the good news. When I listen to y'all, it's just uh, it's it's refreshing to hear you know folks who love jesus ultimately over everything and just love to serve have a heart for christ have a heart for the word and uh it's gonna be fun to run around in heaven one day with you with you guys (laughs) (laughs) praising the lord in the meantime um i hope we get to do some ministry together so which we really are i mean we're doing podcasts bouncing back and forth You, you know you never know 
the the people that these podcasts reach. I've had just, probably just like you guys, many people, even through my little three minute videos in the morning on Facebook. I mean, mm-hmm. people that don't even have a relationship with Jesus are just like, hey, man, I don't really do the whole, they always call it the whole religion thing, you know, but I just want to thank you for your positive word. And that's just open door for me. Go, hey, man, I'm just sharing Christ because he's going right. to kept me clean. So thank you. Well, yes, thank I'll, you I'll for some prayer. Thank you for um, responding to a, a geeked out <laughs> wrestling fan. <laughs> uh, turned out to be a good, good friend. I love yeah. it though. It's yeah. crazy how God works. Casey too. I mean, we, y'all yeah. know the story. He randomly just says, I'm going to try to get him on my show. And lo and behold, here we are. Yeah. Well, yeah. Co-host <laughs> this, co-host that. But it's cool to see how, you know, cause I've had some time where I've been off of the podcast and I hate it, but it's just, Thankfully, the Lord set it up. You know, he set up a comeback for, for me yep. to come back on, but also for, like, you guys to be on and the yeah. the, the, uh, the, the um, Adina and, and the Coach and Jonna. And it's just crazy. Like, they're family yeah. now. It's like, man, this is beautiful. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, let's pray, guys, you know. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for um, and just this fellowship. You know, that's really what it's been about. It's just been about your goodness and and just talking about how you transformed our lives and how those listening uh, may be going through things that we can't even imagine or things that we've mm-hmm. dealt with, that they're hearing things right now that can just touch their heart. And I, I pray that for the listeners, I pray that for the Stroop family and for the Leo family and for the kingdom family, God, that you will just let us continue to be open. Uh, it's not like your peace ever goes away because you you tell us that it's it, it'll never fade or or run from us but there's times when we put up a wall um you know and that peace will start to kind of fade in our lives because of our own wrongdoing so god i just pray that um, people will understand the peace that surpasses all understanding the comfort and of jesus christ what you did on the cross i pray um that the you will continue to bless the stroop family and this podcast to reach more people than we can ever imagine um, we just thank you for the opportunity to be vessels, to minister, to be disciples that um, you can use for, uh, you know, just the greater good of the kingdom. And um, Lord, I, I thank you for this season I've went through of having friends and family that I have and, and two of them that I'm speaking to tonight that have prayed for me in moments where I thought I was just suffocating. Um, you know, we never know who's there for us, God. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for tonight, the opportunity of sharing Christ, and just for you loving us the way you do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the After Amen podcast. We would like to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at After Amen Podcast, or you can send us an email at afteramenpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Thanks for joining us.